0: online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM, BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand.
1: you well, listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm in Manchester. I am joined, of course, by Matt Morgan. He's down in London in charge of switches. Hello, Matthew. Hello,
0: Russell. Are you all right? Just about.
1: Good lad. Mr G, the poet laureate of the show, he's also down there. Are you all right, Mr G? Are you allowed a microphone when I'm not there, aren't you? No, I'm not. I've got a share Matt's. Uh, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the idea. He's allowed a chair. He gets a chair. Good. All right. Well, that's OK, as long as there is some benefit to my absence. Thank you very much for all your comments about Live Earth last week. All oh, that were an adventure. um This p- opinion seems to be divided on whether it was any good. Um, I saw something in the Sun today said it weren't no good. It was pointless. And then, but then I saw something in the mirror saying sales of a certain type of light bulb has gone up by 110. percent So there you are. I mean, I think that's what it was. That was that, that was one of the main things they kept mentioning to us. They're saying we just got to sell these light bulbs. You know, I think to tell you the truth, I think in years to come we'll discover that. Al Gore is a heavy investor in a certain type of eco-light bulb and he's just giggling away in his brightly lit mansion all news and talk, stuffing himself with vegetables grown on his own Apartment. I had a migraine, of course, last week. I tried not to go on about it, but didn't succeed. I got this uh, email here from Vicky. Dear all, listen to last week's show on the internet. Sorry to hear Russell had a migraine. After hearing you had one, I looked up migraine in Louise Hayes' book. You can heal your life. She believes any illness is caused by negative emotions slash thoughts. I've had a look at that book, Louise Hayes. You can heal your life, and she thinks, yeah, she herself, like I think this is true cured herself of cancer,
0: just out Mm. of of sheer, I mean, you could snort, out of sheer willpower. It's offensive to say that every illness is caused by negative (laughs) emotions, because say someone's got, you know, a really terrible disease, then that's like saying, you want to cheer up, mate?
1: Yeah, I suppose it does seem a little bit like a slur on the sickly. Some of the people in society to whom we should be being most supportive and kind rather than undermining and saying it's your own fault, cheer up for Christ's sake. But I think she's saying that even those emotions aren't your own fault. It just puts you in a position of control and authority over your conditions rather than feeling like a victim. Now, what she reckons I need to do, this woman who is acting as Louise Hayes kind of emissary, says uh, for migraine, it says on page 185, she says it's a dislike of being driven, resisting the flow of life, and sexual fears. But, like, of those three things, dislike of being driven, I quite like to be driven. I certainly wouldn't like to go anywhere on the bus. Resisting the flow of life, I don't know, do I resist the flow of life? I, no. I'll go right where the old flow of life takes me. Sexual fears. I don't know what that could be. Because I- You've
0: probably run out? <laughs> <of> women? <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, I just... I I know there's loads more because... But there'll
0: be another kiss and tell, maybe. <laughs> That's a sexual fear, isn't it?
1: There's new 18... New people are turning 18 every single day. So you're never, ever going to run out. That's the glorious beauty of living on a heavily populated planet like Earth. Anyway, she says that what I have to do, this woman, Vicky, the emissary of Louise Hay, the new thought pattern she recommends is, I relax... You have to go... You have to say this to yourself. I relax into the flow of life and let life provide all that I need easily and comfortably life is for me i think you have to keep saying it anyway she says I love the show hope you're feeling better ps think you should stick to a bookie wook. don't be driven by publishers ah see she's using the word driven there to suggest that the uh being driven in terms of the old title of the bookie book is one of the things given me a bloody great migraine which ain't too far from the truth so maybe we can believe in her matthew why do you think that uh don't you think that you could cure uh you're you get like about an illness a day perhaps you could cure them with chanting um chanting well just saying to yourself i allow myself to succeed i probably haven't got all these tumors i keep counting up and down my thighs for example or whatever your latest yeah, but when people is. say
0: that i'm a hypochondriac why have i got actual symptoms <laughs>
1: that's what that's what hypochondriacs say they think they've got actual no they symptoms. think
0: they do but i have
1: well go on then what i'm well, all right um... now
0: i've got <laughs> a small pain in my uh, rib
1: Small rib pain. Hold on, let me look that up in Louise Hayes' book. Small... I can see you on a
0: webcam, by the way. <laughs> well, so then... <laughs> there's no point in p- miming or whatever that was, the noise of a book. <laughs> <laughs> sound like actually a frisbee or something. Some throwing knife.
1: Well, actually, that was the actual sound of me looking through Louise Hayes' book. Coming to the section entitled, Small Rib Pain, Repressed Homosexuality Towards Co-Host and Mentor Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> mentor. You... Mentor, that's right. Oh, you've got Please. a pain right up in your ribs due to this repression. Homosexuality.
0: I think I preferred you when you were on Codeine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was a laugh when I was on the old Codeine, weren't I? Did you have a terrible crash? Uh, yeah, God, you should have seen me a couple of hours later. I was moping around that house, fits of tears, trying to find some new ornament to put in the bedroom to cheer myself up. The house is coming on lovely now.
0: Yeah, Ma- it's really nice, isn't it? Why do you keep referring to it as David Furnish's shag pile? Because it, it looks like... Honestly, if Lauren Llewellyn Bowen <laughs> went round there, he'd go. Oh no, sorry, I've got to get out. Of this place is giving me a headache. <laughs>
1: Blimey, it's a bit
0: campy here, isn't it? <laughs> it's really camp. There's mad things on the wall. What like a goat skull covered in diamonds? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That diamond-encrusted goat skull is the height of good taste and elegance, you yobbo. What do you know about what goat about skulls? those chairs
0: that were on eBay that claimed to be from <laughs> your house?
1: <laughs> I had them stupid banquet chairs delivered to my house by that lunatic woman posing as an interior designer, right? And they was like they were. What well, they looked like is the Donnie Darko rabbit. They looked like them as a chair great big lop-eared chairs terrifying they were they'd be all right if you lived in alice in wonderland and you were constantly on opiates probably when i was on the migra leave i'd have liked those chairs but they were like great big high backed banquet chairs they're now for sale on ebay claiming to be my chairs they were just badly just endorse them i don't endorse them do not buy those chairs off ebay
0: you never even unwrapped them so
1: i never even unwrapped them i sat on one once done a blow off and then my willy done a burp and I ran into the garden and I put down my recent mental
0: problems to those chairs so for god's sake don't buy them awful things they were there's some other lovely features in your house isn't there go on go through my lovely features there's a little landing devoted to Peter Cook Cookie Corner, that's lovely, that is. That's nice. That's quite nice. Another little bejewelled
1: skull there, a couple of Peter Cook books, uh, a picture that Lynn Cook, Peter Cook's widow, sent me of Peter, uh, a signed photograph of Pete and Dad. Lovely little things in and Cookie your, Corner.
0: Um, i I don't know if you're incontinent or what but um so i don't want to mock you but you've got a toilet about an inch from your bed
1: (laughs) that's bad design as well isn't it to have a toilet an inch from the bed fortunately that's being replaced by a gorgeous black toilet soon so it
0: won't look so out of place in my gorgeous ice and put a bottle of champagne in there
1: (laughs) I might very well do but what if I still sat on it in the night i would be a proper champagne Charlie Christ don't know if I do Yeah, This is from Dean Taylor from Wigan via Brisbane What a lovely fella he is G'day Matt Matt first Russell, Mr G, Mr Nibs and Mikey Nick is now a, a, a fully fledged member of this squadron and ought to be mentioned Listening to the podcast in recent weeks I've noticed that Russell's League of Fans get a lot of mention i.e. Petter Survey God bless those guys at Petter Coconut Lodge Fan Mail The list goes on I'd just like to make you aware that there are a group of die-hard Matt Morgan fans. it would have to be die-hard. He gets a new illness every five minutes. Die-hard Matt Morgan fans on Facebook. They've set up the Matt, Mor- the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. There are 180 people involved at in a minute, but we're multiplying daily, like the amoeba we are. And what we, <laughs> la- <laughs> and what we lack in numbers,
0: we more than make
1: up for in spirit and determination, just for I'd make you aware of it. There you are, Matt. Look at that, a Facebook
0: Appreciation funny Society. The word, though, appreci- they, they appreciate me. Yeah. They don't. Worship me. No.
1: Hmm, they sort of just nod. Hmm. Yeah. It's quite good what He's he did there. It's better than
0: just if there was air where he is.
1: I appreciate that. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Oh, there's a service station and I need a wee. I appreciate it. I'm not going to go crazy because it's, you know, what's the big deal? It's just They've a got, service station.
0: kind of connoisseurs, probably. They're, you know, a more mature person than the Russell Brand fan site, like perhaps.
1: Hold on, I'm just checking the, uh, the address of this. <laughs> Dean Taylor... Broadmoor mental
0: yeah. institution <laughs>
1: Psychoville London Crime Land. Well there you go, that's undermined the old thing. Now they're a lovely bunch. Here, so have you seen this well funny thing? Listen to this, right, you know, if this is from, like, saying that Morrissey's come out with... You Morrissey? Know, you're a big
0: Morrissey fan, aren't you? I don't
1: know. If, <laughs> how would you have p- ever picked a thing like that up, Matthew? You're a brilliant detective. Where is it? There's a lovely thing by um, in The Sun, right, about dear old Morrissey, who, as we know, is a... Avid vegetarian and
0: you can do-gooder. see you frantically searching for this I'm not frantic Licking your finger like an old lady You don't need to do that
1: <laughs> Yes you do That helps the old lady lick
0: Going through a K's catalogue Look at you I can see you <laughs> The piano behind you
1: Yeah but people won't be able to see that now Because this is a pre-recorded show So they'll be looking up on the webcam Open for a glimpse of lovely old Russ And what they'll get Is probably it'll be Mark Radcliffe Back in his Manchester studio This is the Manchester studio Matt where it's actually Little bits of Lego That's not an attack on Manchester It's an attack on the BBC in Manchester For having bits of Lego on their mixing desk there are bits of lego aren't there matthew yes there are it's half built of lego a half built of lego there you are see yeah i listened to this from biz in the sun today morrissey obviously doesn't think much of madonna wearing fur at a gig organized by animal rights group PETA in the u.s he said i wouldn't be surprised if she made that african boy she adopted into a coat and wore him for a 15 minutes then threw him away <laughs> Dear old Morrissey, he certainly knows how to come out with something vaguely offensive. Here's a lovely email from James in Bishop Stortford. Dear Russ, Matt and G, well done on the live earth thing, you done well spite of that headache. After your recent successful plea to make listeners vote for you to become the sexiest vegetarian, I thought I'd bring it to your attention that you are nominated for the National TV Award for Best Entertainment Presenter. People can vote for you by visiting www.NationalTVAwards.com. Oh, don't cheat at another poll. It's not cheating, it's called manipulating. The winner's podium would be a good platform to launch the revolution, don't you think, says James. Don't you think it would be a good time for you now to mention what Ant and Deck are really like? In particular, their somewhat controversial views on Hitler, fox hunting and bringing back slavery. Well, it does need to be put out there, James. You know that Ant and Deck are living in their ivory towers and they them lads. No, we met Declan in uh, Los Angeles. He was ever so lovely, really nice, and I met Ant once. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't win that now national tv award i think it might be nice to get that what's the actual title of it uh best entertainment presenter hmm do i not want to be that
0: well hang on you haven't done any entertainment presenting of of this year yet Mm, hmm that's true nothing's been very entertaining you're
1: right i'd looked back at some of it and it was a lot
0: of guff. oh actually no because you've done the brits yes brits no big brother this year
1: thoroughly entertaining hold on but wasn't celebrity big brother that was this year oh yeah that was it right Nice little award for Old Rust, NationalTVAwards.com. Go on, vote for us, because it'll be ever so good if I win that award. I'll go, and I'll uh, I'll say stuff. You can I'll get me go. to say stuff. Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll go, and uh, that'll blow your mind. <laughs> Imagine that, I'll be there. You know, I'll probably wear a coat or something. Uh, here's a nice... Yeah, it's, I would like that. Go to that, make me win it. Go on. Is there any other people? Well, I've probably people that thoroughly deserve it. I imagine like Jonathan Ross and Deck, and, and isn't it, normally? And Graham Norton and, you know, oh, I don't know. Oh, good old Naughty. <laughs> I call him Naughty because he is Naughty. I likes him. Well, so, I don't know who's up for it. I've not looked. This is the first I've heard of it. But now I know it exists, I'd an like to win it because uh, it'll be unusual, wouldn't it? It'd be good for me to win that award. Actually, on, I think it's on ITV, that programme. It'd be a whole new, different audience for the revolution. On which note, this is from Dave Smith found this quote from lenin for you really revolution all our lives we fought against exalting the individual against the elevation of the single person and long ago we're over and done with the business of a hero and here it comes up again the glorification of one personality this is not good at all i'm just like everybody else and that is the sort of sentiments I'd like to endorse <laughs> from here inside. My great big stupid hairdo and persona. But then Dave Smith continues, but then again, a bald ugly man would say that. Lead us, Russell. All of your fellow champagne socialists, I don't drink, at King's College Cambridge are behind you. That's good to have the intelligentsia
0: behind us. They're—they're. They're, well, we need them. What on earth have you done to convince the intelligentsia to join you?
1: Probably, Matt. It's my natural charisma and charm and instinctive revolutionary tendency. Tendencies, like uh, Fidel Castro said of Guevara, he was the revolution, he had it all about him, and perhaps I've got this essence, so there's no need me to sit around reading about Bleeding Engels and Marx and economics and what you'd actually have to do to have a successful revolution. Perhaps I've just innately got it within me. Here he goes. We're right behind you, says Dave Smith of Ca- King's College, Cambridge. Perhaps we could start the revolution here, smash up the chapel real good, although I think that chapel's probably lovely, Dave, isn't it? Um, probably after the revolution. We- will we still have chapels? Yes, but they won't be about religion. No, of viewing them lovely great gold statues encrusted with diamonds decorated like my own fair home they're not real diamonds i couldn't afford that ps why not call the book my bookie Wook" from any bag of skag down and out and edgy to any a-list slag and europe's fittest veggie that's a good rhyme dave smith well done you've proven yourself to be a noble revolutionary and i'm very happy because i remember when i first started to be able to go out with girls that had been to oxford or cambridge it was a very exciting time because uh, then we're Educated girls, a lot of them, they're up for it. Matthew, have you ever been out of an Oxbridge educated woman? No. Do you want to, mate? I'll tell you what. If there are any Oxbridge-educated uh, women, fancy a bit of rough. And when I say rough, I mean the rough. Like Imagine Bill Sykes, if you can, from <laughs> Oliver Twist. Imagine going out of him, if he had a crystal meth habit, then and takes you on a date down wimpy. That'll be the kind of
0: evening you could have with Matt Morgan. Why do you always say that I'm on crystal meth? <laughs> you can't even get it in this country, can you?
1: I don't know. I've never tried. I've never had no crystal meth. That's, That's slanderous. It didn't come into fashion. No, you're very good. You only have the occasional glass. Of wine, to my knowledge, because of your various trumped-up allergies. <laughs> um, revolution, say Stephanie and Ben. Russell, Russell, we're proud of you. My name's Stephanie. My mate and um, Ben and I just became school reps through backwards dealing. Oh, well done, school reps. What's <laughs> yeah. that mean? Rep
0: representatives
1: of they're, the school. They're repping it, baby! They're repping the school. Prefects. It says, look, what it says here, they continue to Steph and Ben. It means we're in power. We both think you're freaking amazing. We've decided to put your revolution in place. The whole school is full of humming kids who don't do A-levels and spend all day back combing their hair plan is take over our year then the school then pretty much the whole world. Thank you very much for your inspiration. We'll tell you when we've revolutionized everything. Good work Stephanie What's that
0: um the Michael Moore film Sicko? Oh, is it? it good? What did you watch it it's online? Brilliant actually, yeah. Tell me about it. Um there's a bit in it where Tony Ben yeah, you know him. Yeah, Anthony Wedgwood ben he was
1: originally known as he's a Labour MP and sort of uh, old-style kind of socialist the likes of which we don't have much old in this country no more.
0: Yeah. yeah. He uh, he said that um cuz obviously in America they pay for all their healthcare and there's loads of people who can't afford it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Michael Moore's interviewing Tony Benn and Tony Benn says if we took if the government tried to take away the NHS there would be a revolution in Britain. Really? People would rise up.
1: Why different so what the NHS is rep- somehow as ingrained in
0: our culture. We, yeah, we, we set we up think- yeah, that's how we think we should be uh, looked after by the government. You should get free healthcare. In so yeah. America, if you're in a car crash, right? Yeah. And you're unconscious and you're taken to the hospital in an ambulance. Yeah. Then you get a bill for that ambulance ride. You get all these sort of things. And if you're sometimes your health insurance company will say, uh, "No, we didn't pre-organise uh, that, or didn't tell you that ambulance company was okay. You should have told us before, even though you're unconscious and in an accident." That's terrible. So they say, no, you've got to foot the bill for that. It's mental, their system.
1: Yeah, that's no way to carry out an elf system. The Amer- America needs the revolution
0: much more than we do, do not they? But if you want a revolution in this country, Russell, I'll start, I reckon you should start trying to... Get, Get rid people. of the NHS.
1: Perhaps when we do our interview with Gordon Brown, well done, everyone. Keep a hassle Gordon Brown's office and the BBC, because I think that's going to happen, that interview with Gordon Brown. It was in The Sun better this do week. you some research. Well, I'm just going to go in. Come on, mate, what's going on? What's, I bet you're what's
0: just the going, problem? going Gordon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you like that song? <laughs> Gordon Brown, are you textured like sun?
1: <laughs> God, on, give us a cuddle. Oh, I'm going to do a proper good interview. Come on, you better think of some questions as well. Everyone think of some questions that they'd like me to ask Gordon Brown. Send it to us here on... Eight. What's our protection? number
0: 88,
1: 88 to 91. 88 to 91. Couldn't be easier.
0: No, That's a two, not a two.
1: Yeah, no, there ain't a number called two. There's 88 to 91. Send us, uh, yeah, your questions for Gordon Brown. We won't get them to next week now because we're pre-recorded, but send them anyway or Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Yeah, because we're going to interview Gordon Brown all night nice, and what we'll do is we'll say there's quite a powerful movement among the kids of King's College Cambridge, among Ben and Stephanie's school. We've got some bloke in the army. There's that other lad we've got who's, what's his name? Dave Tinker. That lad Who's a prime minister's classroom or something? All these people are right up for a revolution, so we'll uh, we'll get Gordon Brown right up against it. I've just emailed you, says Danny in Mansfield, uh, uh, over the past few weeks, and I ain't been mentioned. Me and my friend Steph will be with you the whole way during this uh, revolution. The Madonna set at, at Live Earth confused me very much. What was she doing? Who was that bloke? Was he possessed? I liked that digga 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 bloke. He was all right, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I can't remember what the band's called that they're from, but everyone texts us People tell us. Yeah, that we should be respectful to them, didn't they? Yeah, they're good, apparently. Digga 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 digga! We like. you, him. um see that piano behind you yeah oh yeah there's a piano behind me yeah can you play something
1: yes now
0: you f- you, were, you went to drama school obviously you could play something of
1: course i can don't think i was wasting the government's money while being trained at the expense of essex county council at the drama center london i was there learning now my favorite track when i'm 64. <laughs> <laughs> no now i'm going to play uh eastenders <laughs> Woo! Yeah!
0: Is that what they you drama school to play how EastEnders makes you feel? <laughs> EastEnders makes
1: me feel radical! It's
0: making me feel turned on! Can't you play anything on a piano? No, can you? How
1: am I meant to know how to play a piano? Everyone
0: knows something on a piano.
1: Not me, mate. I know acting, comedy, talking, that's it. Uh, that's where my talents end, I'm afraid. And quite frankly, they'd scarcely begun during that list. So, hold on. Uh, yeah, why should I be able to play the piano?
0: Imagine you could.
1: I've got no time to learn to play a piano. I'm under enormous pressure. I don't know if I've mentioned it before the show when you was, like, getting me down, giving me hard time when I'm trying my hardest just to make life work.
0: We weren't.
1: Yes, she was. Bullying, it was. I've seen
0: it hundreds of times. Online, on digital, on the edge of a tantrum at any minute.
1: <laughs> it's Russell Brand. Yeah. Whee, there he goes. <laughs> this is from Matt Galshall. Me and my mate Scamp are in year eight and in music at the moment, which is rubbish. Mr. G rocks. Well done, Matt. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah right. How old are they?
0: You should always have a mate called Scampy. Of course you should. Uh, that's
1: probably why my childhood was such a sham. There was no one called Scampy for miles around. All there was was them Scampy fries, and we all know what they smell like, don't we? <laughs> right, kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So here. Are. What about the world's tallest man meeting the world's
0: tiny? This little man. I know. What a
1: bonkers and unlikely meeting. It There's must p- have been set up. Because <laughs> that could have just happened on a dating game show. What if they'd gone speed dating and uh, against all odds, <laughs> we're perfect for each other. <laughs> what do you know? He's
0: much too little. I'm much too tall. We're the original couple. Pop him in your pocket. Wander down the shops. So The little the- one doesn't, I think he, you know, he looks like a thumb with a <laughs> face drawn on it
1: yeah he looks like when someone's had an accident and the tip of their fingers got cut off and then fingers grown back in fact nick our agents had that happen to him and uh he, he looks a bit like the world's smallest man give me right around the finger area give me a high five this is from the mirror today give me a high five pal the world's tallest man Bao meets the little fella hoping to be recognized as the shortest <laughs> i wonder if like that i mean i hope this doesn't sound like an ignorant question but i wonder if like uh he's, he looks to me like he's completely compass and everything the world's shortest man i mean he's in this photograph he's looking skyward he looks quite reflective and contemplative like uh like he's well on the ball in the end r- right it goes not this easy getting uh getting the seven foot nine bow shaking hands with two foot four inch ping ping yesterday <laughs> He Pingping, Ping, is that his name? In the end, the 19... In the end, 919 year old He... Oh, that's confusing. His name's He, so it's, it's difficult to read that. In the end, 19-year-old He was lifted on the table while Bao, 56, sat down so he could grasp his new friend's hand. Oh, it does look odd. The odd couple, they were introduced in Batao in China's Inner Mongolia province. They were both born... Where both were born. I mean, obviously they were both born. Anyway, I think that's quite... they ol- teach
0: you to read at drama school?
1: <laughs> it's a really confusing article, because they've got names like bow and a he. It's difficult to know where it's, me- you know where it's an impersonal, where it's a personal pronoun and where it's their names and what's going on. It was baffling. And anyway, that bloke, I've seen this great big tall fella stabbing a dolphin or something. Or he no, his- he
0: helped a dolphin by pulling stuff out of its stomach. Well, odd way to live life, just pulling things out of a dolphin's stomach. Is that, how did he know that he needed it? Because they couldn't get anything to go long enough, and then someone said, I know this bloke who's got really long, long arms, and he went and done it.
1: They could just have easily gone, I know this bloke who's like a, like, a tiny little thumb, stick him down <laughs> in the dolphin in a, in a ski mask, he can solve this issue. So there you are. So, well, all in all, I'm right behind both of the... To- They're both born in the same place. That's a bit bonkers, isn't it? Both men were born in, in the same... place. By a quirky coincidence, (laughs) both these bonkers guys were made, uh, were born in Huntingdon life sciences. (laughs) 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 What are the chances of that happening? (laughs) Along with the world's most headed man who had up to 14 heads. (laughs) <laughs> all up and down his back like a stegosaurus. Um, so, well, mm, well, he's just a little fella. He, ping-ping, he wants to be in the Guinness Book of Records and uh, why not? Get him right in what, there. So he's got to be measured just don't and shut then other it people, while people he's be in measured. Because he'll be squished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, yeah, you would have to go around the world making sure that he is absolutely the smallest But he's hoping one. to be... So there must be a method of, like, Crouching a little bit to try and win.
1: Of course there is, or wearing like, or just standing in a little imperceptible trench, or they going.
0: Hang them by their feet so that. <laughs> Matthew,
1: no, he's got feelings. What well, then? <laughs> get off with him. <laughs> they should hang him by their feet to see how much they want to be in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> no, Still want to be the in the Guinness Book of Records? give him a little kick, use him a swing ball. <laughs> That's <out> of order. <laughs> he ping ping got feelings, you know. <laughs>
0: So would that woman say that he's small because he's he's got issues? You you, you need to speak up at work. It's made you shrink. <laughs> say, look in the mirror
1: and say, I allow myself to be a great big tall Robert Wadlow, Tom Selleck magnum style man. <laughs> then jump in a Ferrari and solve a crime. You'll have a time of your life. Yeah, yes, there's some things that are clearly biological realities like he ping-pings heights and uh, Matt's constant disorders with his little ribby-wibs. What's this business here? Look at this, from someone called Meakin, Alex Meakin. Dear Russell, Matt and G and the rest, I'd like to inform you lot that I just watched a video on you. that's how we spelt it, in which there was a football match created in a computer game, Pro Evolution Soccer 6. Your team was as follows. Stephen Merchant, Anton Deck, Mr T, Phil Mitchell, Ken Kutaragi, Peter Kay, He-Man, Bono, Phil Harrison, Justin Lee Collins, Michael Jackson, the Frosty's Kid, Graham Norton and Russell Brand versus Brazil. That's good, I want to see that. Unfortunately, due to Russell's defensive role in the game, he didn't feature in the highlights until he was substituted in the 80th minute to make way for Mr T You went on to score the winning penalty in the shootout. Imagine that. This is sort of a virtual world with with me and a
0: football team with Mr. T. It's good, isn't it, Matthew? Um, what's the matter with you? It's only a game, isn't it? They've just given those characters the names. Yeah, but haven't they designed them to look like it? I don't think your haircut is one of the options in the game. Why?
1: Because it's
0: insane.
1: (laughs) Well, well, they've just put those names down. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh well, that don't. Yeah, that doesn't. All right, fair enough. But it's still yeah. quite
0: funny, I suppose.
1: Yeah, but I'd rather that it was. I'd rather that there was an haircut involved. Mike Anderson, hello, award-winning Russell, bounty woman Matt, and genius that is Mr. G. I, along with thousands of law revolutionary wannabes, voted on the Petter website to turn fact into reality and make Russell the sexiest vegetarian. I recently got sent this email from Petter highlighting the annual running of the Nudes Festival, which takes place in Spain, and thought you might be interested in furthering the cause and showing your appreciation for the lettuce ladies they sent you by basically getting naked and having your general swish through the streets of Pamplona in Spain. I don't think I'd like running around naked in Spain. No, it's very undignified. It is for a gentleman to run around naked, of course, because the, the ghoulies, you know, the male ghoulie is not an attractive-looking object, really, is it? No. S- swishing about. Although I think it's because of that running of the bulls. That's probably what they're sort of parodying there and saying that it's probably a bit cruel, and I reckon it probably is. I don't reckon them bulls are enjoying it so listen to this woman right everyone this is russell brandon on radio two if you've got any emails send them at russell.brand bbc.co.uk remember send us your questions for gordon brown also her- a woman that's you I know I'm a man right, with feelings right send, send me send me emails and send uh, send Gordon Brown things going let Russell Brand interview you because remember they have to respond to us and if there's a great groundswell of opinion then uh, they'll have to let us do an interview and then we'll perhaps say what we like right at him It'll are you going to
0: do it seriously though or are you going to just sort of
1: I'm not going to dick around, but I will be a bit like. I'm going to go, come on, mate, back your
0: ideas up, do something nice, close down the National Health Service. I think but that he, uh, I like the way that he's stopped that super casino things this week. He stopped the super casinos? Yeah, he said, we don't really need casinos. Who's going to
1: rescue all the other casinos if their baby catches on fire? <laughs> super casino is our only hope.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're the that. man to interview him, actually.
1: <laughs> Insightful. Perceptive- Yes, uh, my perspicacity with matters political is what's required when grilling old brownie points, as I like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, send us those questions and inquiries to russell.brown at bbc.co.uk, also Hassle the BBC and Hassle Gordon Brown. Uh, 88 to 91, that's if you want to do us a text, that t- was a two, 88 to 91. Noel Gallagher's coming up later on the show. Also, remember to vote for me on the National TV Awards, see if we can manipulate it into some kind of glorious victory. Now, this is from Jessica Delfino. My name Name is jessica delfino that's how i know it's from her i'm coming to edinburgh from new york to do my show songs about vaginas in the fringe festival this summer i sing quirky funny ribald songs many of which are about vaginas also other juicy topics hello <laughs> i'll be in dublin for the bud light comedy festival july 26th to 30th then on to edinburgh i think i'm going to be in dublin at that time and so are you actually in fact we're doing the radio show from there and then i'm going to be in london with the Trachtenberg family slideshow players i'm writing in the hopes that you'll consider having me as a guest on your show my show is unique i thought you'd like it as it is explicit not for kids Mm. not that unique Ain't it? Because why? Because there's them vagina monologues, which yeah. is some pe- women talking about well, vaginas.
0: That's not songs.
1: suppose so, yeah, but then if someone does a dance about a vagina, I mean, where's it going to go? Someone... You know, doing, I don't know, some sort of uh, like a sculpture of a vagina with
0: beans on it. I'd go and watch a... it if she sang with her vagina. That'd if be... she
1: can sing out of her vagina, I'm there. If she, Even if she can just pl- play a, a triangle with it, <laughs> like, you know, I think that would be an impressive feat. But singing a song about a <laughs> <her> vagina <laughs> is by and large, yeah, that's the same as singing a song about anything, isn't it, really? Sing a song about Pol Pot, sing a song about a kettle, you know, it's just a song. But perhaps they're good. So it's up to you, uh, Liz of the show and podcast if you want us to have jessica and uh, i
0: believe what we're calling it now is jessica <laughs> and her singing vagina
1: if you want to on our show this is your show you should
0: interview gordon brown through her
1: hello, <laughs> uh, hello gordon about these super <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't hear that. It was a little muffled. Come on! Four more years! Four more years! So, uh, yeah, it's up to you. We'll get her on if you like. Um, she's going to be over in the country. She's called Jessica Delfino. Check her out on MySpace if you want her on our show. Tell us if you don't want her on. We won't get her on. It's up to you. You're in charge. We're responding to people power, creating the ultimate democracy. Except it's a bit different because it's a dictatorship. But remember to vote for me on them TV awards. Now then, what have we got here? Stuff. This is from Nick claiming to be from Watford. Did you know that honey is the only food that doesn't spoil? Honey found in the tombs of Egyptian pharaohs has been tasted by archaeologists and found edible. What Uh. perverts? They're down there in a tomb, dipping their fingers in everything they find. I wonder what (laughs) this bandage tastes (laughs) of I wonder if I'm allowed to cuddle this Egyptian king. Them archaeologists are unprofessional from the sounds of things. I
0: suppose it's just pure sugar.
1: It's just pure sugar so nothing can go wrong with it. Honey is the only food that we will not spoil because it's made by those excellent little guys, the bees. God mm. bless them for that, toiling to make us a delicious
0: load of honey. But what is it, though? Do they secrete it out of something? Um, no, they build their homes out of the sugar that they make from I don't know.
1: <laughs> they be, right, find out something about bees because we're coming across like, a right bunch of mugs honeycomb that is like the the, the little cells of their... Home. So, who's making crunchies then? If the bees are making honey, who's making the honeycomb bar crunchy? Is this some sort of super bee? Should we be frightened of these bees if they come over here taking all a job? On the other and he goes. Maybe we can use honey as a key part of the revolutions. It lasts forever. By making a huge statue of you made of honey so your adoring fans, bikini-clad ones, can lick you forever. On the other hand, maybe it would just make a huge mess and wouldn't help in any way. So long and thanks for all the fish. Well, there's only ever been one fish, young Nick, and I'm afraid it died and is now a key ring somewhere, I believe. So, uh, ah, look, information. Now, on the liver, through the blur of my headache, I was talking about, oh, look at this, how do bees make honey? Look at that, look, someone's just giving me this information. This is young Nick, who works on the show handsome Nicky's earned the nickname of honeybees use nectar to make honey nectar is 80% water with some complex sugars in fact if you've ever pulled a honeysuckle blossom out of its stem ew, why would you do that nectar is the clear liquid that drops from the end of the blossom in North America bees get nectar from flowers like look how are they making it they say, I want to know what
0: goes well, on they get the nectar and then which made of complex sugars and then they turn that into honey
1: they use their long tube like tongues like straws to suck the nectar out of the flowers that's why they say the birds and the bees then, isn't it? That's why, because it sounds disgusting. They use their tube-like tongues to suck out the nectar, then store it in their honey stomachs. That's (laughs) not the proper name.
0: That's what Winnie the Pooh had.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he had a little tubby. Honey stomach. I've got a honey tummy. Bees actually have two stomachs. Their honey stomach, which they use like a nectar backpack, and a regular stomach, for which they do blow-offs. The honey stomach holds 70 milligrams of nectar when full. It weighs as much as the bee itself. Well, that's mental, because what does the rest of the bee weigh? Honeybees must visit between 100 and 1500 flowers in order to fill their honey stomachs this is my <laughs> honey stomach <laughs> hey you kicked okay, me in a stomach. stomach get off my honey stomach <laughs> you kicked me in a honey stomach then you pinch my leg what's gonna be next the honeybees return to the hive and pass the nectar onto the worker bees here you go guys take that from the honey stomach these bees suck the nectar from the honeybees stomach through their mouths oh guys guys these house bees chew the nectar for about half an now, during this time, enzymes are breaking the complex sugar in the nectar into simple sugar, so it's both more digestible for the bees and less likely to be attacked by a bacteria whilst it's stored within the hive. Bees then spread the nectar through the honeycombs, where water evaporates from it, making it into a thick, juicy, honey-like syrup. The bees make the nectar dry even faster by fanning it with their wings. Ah! Oh. Once the honey's good enough, the bee seals off the cell with a plug of wax. The honey's stored until it's eaten. Bees in- wax. Beeswax! Mind your own beeswax, copper. Oh, well, so there you go. That's how it's made. We now know that. We've just got a little bit cleverer. Unless you already knew that, in which case you've had your time wasted by goons. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Russell, Matt and G, you three sexy devils, says Cheeky Vixen. Russell, you are mistaken about eating at night. Contrary to popular belief, your body does not care about or recognise the time of day that you eat. It's more a question of how many total calories you consume throughout the day. Thank you. No, because that's not true. How come all premiership football clubs then to stop their players eating at 6pm? They know what they're doing. Those bonkers yeah, but guys. that's not
0: to put on weight. That's probably just because they don't want them to, I don't
1: know, be sluggish in the morning. You'll have a nightmare. Look at you. You're vulnerable. Don't eat any cheese before bedtime. Red sky at night, shepherd's delight. It must be a fact. You'll store it all into fat if you're just lying there doing nothing. This woman's bonkers. No, she's, it she's called work like Cheeky that. Vixen. What she know about science? Cheeky Vixen. And now we go over live on Science Discovery Channel <laughs> to Cheeky Vixen for her theories <laughs> about digestion. Ha! Huh? I'm a cheeky vixen. If you look inside my honey stomach, you'll find it's all filled up with.
0: Mush. i want to be a uh i want to do a program about tunnels secret tunnels do you on discovery channel yeah
1: where are you going to start where are there any secret tunnels that you even know Loads about Roads in london Oh, there
0: Text nuclear bunkers why are you into secret closed, tunnels so much uh secret tube station. well not secret tube stations closed down secret oh, there's a down
1: there go past Aldgate. there's this new one yeah okay well you want to go down you want to do a program let's try and get commissioned yeah. what are you going to front it I'll front it. Matt Morgan's secret tunnels.
0: Well, that yeah. sounds a bit odd.
1: It does, doesn't, it? it? Sounds like you bending over, crouched, <laughs> looking up your own bottom for an answer to your endless health problems. <laughs> okay, well, Matt Morgan's secret tunnels. We'll get that commissioned. Let's try. Right, ring up. The, if you're right, these are the things you've got to do. Bother Gordon Brown. Bother the BBC about the interview. Vote for me to win national TV awards, best entertainer bother the uh, ceo of discovery channel just like first of all let's have this as a tiered campaign first wave <laughs> of it just go why are there no programs about tunnels right? featuring
0: matt morgan as yeah. a presenter in a long coat
1: in a long coat wearing uh, like doctors, them light things that doctors have on their heads because in the then middle i'll get
0: access head. to all the secret tunnels you
1: can just go down there i'm sure we can organize it no. if you want to go down a secret tunnel What's this about? Are you not having
0: it off much lately?
1: Why have you suddenly got this curiosity about getting yourself down some a clammy little
0: hole? I was reading a book called Underground London, Yeah, right? And yeah. I've always had an interest in tunnels. I don't know if I've ever shared it with You're
1: you. You're always on about it, you,
0: in. Do you remember when we went to Dover Castle? Dover Castle? Was I on drugs? I think you... No, you weren't. Why come I don't remember a single bit We went underground in the tunnels and we hid in a thing and then we hid, we hid in a chalk tunnel and then all these people came and you went, there's a dog loose <laughs> in the woods. <house." laughs> oh yeah, that was brilliant
1: of me to have done that. Were you that. on drugs? <laughs> no, I wasn't actually remembered now, that's just my personality. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it?
0: Dover Castle's
1: brilliant. It was scary actually. There's a dog loose in the woods. You were doing it. Why were you scared (laughs) of it? I don't know. I just thought that I might have meant it. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell anymore where the line of reality was. Yeah, alright. We'll do this program about tunnels. Hold on though. What if I present it?
0: No, no, no.
1: (laughs) Russell Brand's Tunnel Madness We're deep, deep under the ground Russell Brand's Tunnel Madness What's that sexy sound? It's probably Russell or a scary dog. Maybe wasp, stomach or a frog? It's Russell Brand. Secret tunnel world. Now on the piano. <laughs>
0: Russell secret tunnel. Woo!
1: No, let's let Matt do this program. It's going to be good for his career. So bother the CEO of Discovery saying why are they Why are there you no- saying CEO? Because that's what you say. You oh, say that. It's an
0: American company.
1: Are they? I don't know. I just couldn't think what else to say. They've.
0: Yeah, head. G- Ring up Captain Discovery, Sergeant of the Discovery but It doesn't Network. have to be on Discovery. I'm thinking BBC One.
1: BBC One, straight after EastEnders, and here is that <laughs> theme tune. La, 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 anyone can fall in love. I'm Anita Dobson. So, uh you when they did that version of Anyone
0: Can Fall In Love, yeah.
1: they put lyrics to EastEnders and it went like this, anyone can fall in love. But that's, that's not the
0: easy way of having a baby. <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah, it's something like that, but it wasn't. That's not what he is about. So it became sort of abstract. They might as well been like, I have got a nice new car. I took it down the arches, and Phil tried to mend it, and he had a row with Grant. Remember Daniel Westbrook? What happened to her inner nose? Nose, 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 nose.
0: nose." (laughs) (laughs) That should have made it more relevant. Uh, Her inner nose. Yeah, the septum. Septum.
1: It went away. (laughs) It was a tunnel. Perhaps you should go and investigate it, Matt. Perhaps you should rock it right up her snout. (laughs) See what's going on. Hello, I'm Matt Morgan. Oh, I've got a cough. Oh, I better sit down. Right, what's up Daniela Westbrook's (laughs) nose this week? Ah, there's that bread wheat free. Oh, there's a bogey. It's probably dairy. That concludes another episode of Matt Morgan up Daniela Westbrook's snout.
0: Have you taken more microleave?
1: I'm addicted. (laughs) I'm addicted to the microleave. I smoked it off some foil. <laughs> no, I didn't. I've not taken no micro-leaf. Drugs are bad. So, um... Right, yeah, come on then, bother people at Discovery, let's get Matt Morgan's tunnel programme underway, let's get me winning that national TV thing, let's get me interviewing Gordon Brown, .Brown, BBC.co.uk. but remember to bother the government. They're our government, we pay their wages. I've never even voted for them, I still have to give them half my bloody money. I need more money for diamond-encrusted skulls! I've let a load of people into this room now. Matt, can you see them on the webcam?
0: Yes, I can, there's lots of people there.
1: Why are you all distracted?
0: What were you doing for that split second? I was just looking at... What? um, what are you doing? <laughs> my phone. My what? phone went off in my pocket.
1: What do you mean? Don't look at your phone when you're on the radio. What needed? I idiot? wasn't on the
0: radio. You, you are were on talking. the radio.
1: You're, you're, this is radio. This is. Well, I don't know what you think this is. If it ain't radio, this is from Orla. Dear Russell, I'm emailing you because I've heard on the grapevine that this show is pre-recorded. Thought you should know that, that last week I was fantastic and uh, my bedroom caught fire. I didn't notice for a while because I was too engaged in your show. And it was literally only when you said goodbye that I realised that my room was full of smoke. Luckily I wasn't hurt and only some of my clothes were ruined. It is, however, an indication that I can't be trusted to listen to your show alone. For this reason, I think I should come to the studio next week so you could keep an eye out for fires. That's love from Orla. Orla, ironically, while watching Live Earth, caused a lot of ecological damage. Pollution, pollution, carbon footprint, great big bloody one, bloody no-sense. Right, so use, like, make noise so people know the studio's got people in it. Go, "Hooray!" hooray! Hooray! There you are. Listen to the enthusiasm of these poor jaded individuals slum around the studio that had to be in here for half hour before the show while we tried to prepare things and me and Matt bickered like twerps. This is uh, an email from John from Romford. Dear Matt G, Mickey, who doesn't even work here, and Russell, did you know a pig orgasm lasts for over 30 minutes? How would we know that?
0: Because uh- it was on telly when Rebecca Loose did it to a pig.
1: It's, there's climaxing for 30 minutes. Perhaps that's just because she's particularly good at giving orgasms. Perhaps when you have one with Rebecca Lewis, anyone does one for 30 minutes. I mean, shes I think she's got something alluring about her. Particularly, oh, you're joking. Well, particularly since she's done that thing with a pig. I thought, if she's going to do that to a pig, what's she going to do after a couple of jars of cider? Take her back to my place. <laughs> you know,
0: that's the sort of thing that's in mind. How do they know my mind. the pig, What, so the pig's are sort of, like, all? Sort of tense and twitching for half an hour
1: yeah well i think it's uh, after 31 minutes it lights a cigarette and starts crying so (laughs) (laughs) i think think that's the only way they know yeah how would you know how long a pig's orgasm is it's ridiculous and what would be the biological there'd be no reason for it to last 30 minutes there'd be no imperative there'd be no evolutionary benefit for it having a 30 minute orgasm it would mean it
0: was exposed to predators like a great big tyrannosaurus rex could guzzle it up or something well well, at slaughterhouses they should um Bring them to climax. Let them have the half an hour. Their last half an hour on Earth. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's true, because you wouldn't even notice. If at the point of orgasm, like someone came into me and goes, I'm afraid we're going to have to shoot you now, I'd just go, Ooh, you cheeky devil. So it's probably a good way of executing people. Bring them to the point of orgasm, then let that bullet fly. Perhaps we should have done that to dear old Saddam Hussein. Just cupped him all nice and go, right, Saddam, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is there's a little trouser party going on, but the bad news is, what have you done, them curds was out of order. Whoosh. <laughs> and away he goes with his little elephant man hat on his head, off to <laughs> oh another <God>. world. <laughs> I thought, <it> was r- <laughs> listen, you know Mark. Yes, we do know. He your was out views. of order to kill him. He looked like a Father Christmas sacked from Debenhams under disgrace, probably for stealing brass. I just thought, you know, if you're going to just execute leaders, why not all of them? Right. So that's some lovely bit of information for you, Noel Gallagher. Coming up later in the show, of course, he informs me that he'll either be at or on his way to a children's party. It's
0: always going. Well, wait, he's always going to children's
1: parties. He builds his life around it. I wouldn't mind, but he hasn't even got any children. <laughs> he's trying to pass himself off as a clown, turning up anywhere they'll have him <laughs> with his little bit of balloon magic. It's disgusting to watch. This is from Victoria and Raul. Hi, Russell and Matt, and you will have noticed I said Raul like that. Just wanted to let you know that the revolution has finally reached Spain. I've been trying to spread the word out here for ages, but with little success till my friend Lisa took me and my boyfriend Raul to see you in Camden the other day. He spoke to you outside afterwards and was very impressed that you could speak Spanish, even if it is only for, and I quote, talking to girls. Yeah. <laughs> That is the kind of Spanish that you what need. What does that
0: mean? Get off me, please, <laughs> you dirty English man.
1: How dare you? I'll call the ambassador. You said you knew the way to King's Cross Station. Open this taxi door. Open this taxi door. Swarm, swarm, code red, code red. Like they're all sexy words. Now you've converted him into a Spanish revolutionary. He hasn't shut up about meeting you since, even though he said he didn't really understand anything you said. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's probably the, the best way to appreciate me is first of all, grow up speaking another language, then don't learn English, then come and see me, and you'll think I'm just marvellous, really. Uh, then he said, blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to see you on TV when we move back to the UK later on in the year. Viva la Revolución. Bye, bye. Love you, love you, bye. Victoria and Rao. Thanks, Victoria and Rao, for your revolutionary support there. That's when me and Matt were doing our new TV show, which will be on Channel 4 in October. It's called Russell Brand's Ponderland. Watch out for it. It's bloody good. Good for Matt. News, news, news. Right, now, it comes a time in everybody's life when you need to know what's going on. What is going on in the bloody old world? And- news, news, news! Tony Tribe, Red Red Wine, Radio 2. That track was dedicated to Rita, that's Mr G's mum. Hello there, Rita, all right, dear love. Does she listen to the show always, G? Yeah. Good. Well, here are, that's yeah. dedicated to you from your lad and from all of us here. How is she? Is she all right? Yeah, she's good. Good! Well, get better anyway. <laughs> get better. Even if you're already good, why not get better? That was the news just before. We didn't hear any of that. I hope everything's okay in the world, because we're doing this a bit earlier on in the day so uh, oh yeah let's do that thing oh right guess what we've got Baz Bazalgette's phone number he's the, like in charge at Endermole and stuff like that he's got a lot of power in telly they make a lot of lifestyle documentaries a lot of uh, documentary science type programs perhaps they might be interested in a little bit of the old tunnel vision Matt Morgan's tunnel visions That's a good name. what about that yeah it's uh, got have,
0: it's got to have a good hard sell in the title though the word secret
1: Secret tunnel. It just sounds like you're snoofling around up someone's back
0: passage. It's got to s- you because you're a sexual pervert. I ain't a sexual pervert. I'm just a man living my
1: life. We're gonna go for it. Get Baz Basil jet up on the blur now. If he ain't there, I'll simply leave him a message and I'll pitch it to him. Sh- I'll pitch it, baby. I'll pitch it because I'm the. I wanted. To- right. Is right. He's not available. He's not available. Please answer leave machine. your message after the tone. Right. I'll pitch this all nice. If you want to re-record your message, press one. At press one any, at any time. time. We could press one at any time. <laughs> Bam! Basil Jet, hello this is Russell Brand your former employee on Big Brother's Big Mouth alright mate alright remember that time I come round your house and you showed me all them pictures up in the corridor of the Basil Jets through the ages one of whom was an engineer designed bridges and stuff see told you I was listening now I've got a brilliant show I know you but I thought I was drifting off trying to think how I could knit cutlery well I weren't I was looking and listening to things that was going on you
0: were wearing trousers
1: like Rupert Bear wears that day now I've got a brilliant idea for a new show it's all about About the secret world of sexy little tunnels that go on under the ground all over the world, but mostly in England. Do you know, Baz, you probably do, you're a well-educated man, that there are literally... Tunnels (laughs) Tunnels <laughs> underneath all of us right now. Worm tunnels, railway tunnels, potholes. Now, you, if you listen to this radio show, Radio 2, or our podcast, you'll be aware of the unearthed gem that is Matt Morgan. He would front this show. It'll be Matt Morgan's Tunnel Visions, where Matt Morgan goes down in tunnels, tells us all about secret tunnels, what goes on. Now, it don't have to be a prime-time terrestrial show. It could work on digital. Matt would not need much of a presenter's fee. However, the director a certain Russell Brand don't come cheap but boy that guy brings a lot to the show I'm talking about angles I'm talking about wrangles I'm talking about shingles I'm talking about jingles Baz, Jet. this is probably the best show you'll ever get offered all about networks of tunnels presented by Matt Morgan in his debut this is his launch show remember now I've been watching that boy's career for a while we've been working together for a long long time and I think He could very easily be the next Handy Andy. He's got a (laughs) natural charm on camera. He's got a lot of charisma and a lot of chutzpah. Baz... Don't turn this opportunity down because this is better than when a certain John DeMole in Holland thought locking people up in a house might one day provide sexy entertainment for the world. Matt Morgan one day will franchise this show everywhere, Baz. There'll be tunnels in Amsterdam. There'll be tunnels in Chile. There'll be tunnels under the sea. Eventually, you won't be able to sit on the toilet without Matt Morgan's head popping up going, Ooh, another secret. Now, Baz, you could be in on the ground floor. Don't let us down, Baz. Love you, Bye, call us back, call us back, Baz, love you. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Shall we press one? (laughs)
0: <laughs> no no, that was a that really was a good pitch. mature pitch
1: pretty good wasn't it if they don't commission that i don't know what they'll
0: do i think he's going to phone your agent and go i'm worried about russell um, <laughs> i think has he's he lost... relapsed
1: <laughs> we know he took not doing big mouth pretty hard but i think it is, <laughs> he's really fallen lower than i've ever heard him i understand he's taken to sleeping in a dog's bed now if that doesn't get that show commissioned well you know we'll, we'll see what baz Basil jet says next week and there's probably other places even if baz like, you know who produces loads of big big shows if he ain't behind it we've got other places to go yeah but everyone calls him sorry you said get you said basil get mr hello goodbye so actually what uh yeah Yeah, so so what i'm allowed to say that when i do a burp um yeah but he called himself baz basiljet i don't know why it's just part of his nature yeah i wonder what he'll think about getting that message he's actually quite powerful but you know what can he do to us we've got our own production company we're fine you have put the phone down, didn't you? Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he won't listen to this. He's too busy happening his ivory tower. Here, here's a nice letter from Danny in Mansfield. I've emailed you the past few weeks. Oh, we told you. I've read you. You starved cow. How many emails from her are there? Here, this is from Jonathan. Dear Russell, as a local councillor for your fair borough of Camden, that's North London, where I live, I thought I would send you the review of Live Earth I've put together for our local paper, the Camden. Camden? And you live in Hampstead? That is still the borough of Camden.
0: No, it's not. It is.
1: It is. Is It's the same... Yeah, Yeah. I think it's the same borough. Okay, sorry. Yeah, thank you. It's just a nicer, posher yeah more, exactly more elitist bourgeois part of uh camden yeah but i don't know come on i've lived in some uh, th- yeah man oh i used to live above a pub with david bowie selling crack to kids no we didn't <laughs> nor did david bowie i'm sorry i take it all back as a devoted fan i thought you'd like to know that i've done my bit to ensure that i help you in your quest for global domination by saying you were by far the best thing about that day thank you uh thanks for making the pussycat dolls almost bearable don't shout don't shout is that something they They say, don't (laughs) you? Uh, I'll bet you get your girlfriend was nice like me, don't you? <laughs> don't you? I bet you wish your girlfriend was nice like me, don't you? <laughs> yes, I really do. Yeah, that's from Jonathan. Labour councillor for King's Cross Ward, London Borough of Camden. Hmm, nice, excellent. Oh, look, and he sent me the actual copy. Look, look, he sent me the thing that he sent to the paper. Hi, Charlotte, here you go. About 315 words in total, so almost on target. Let me know if you need anything else. Best wishes, Jonathan. Right, then he reviews it. Can the po- a pop concert really give the world a much-needed wake-up call on global warning, blah, 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 Al Gore, hot air. Was it a lot of hot air? Nice one. Very mm. good picture. Oh, come on, Matt. Give him a chance. He's a counsellor. Any major benefit concerts, diverse range of acts, blah, 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 Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pussycat Dolls, blah, 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 American political fundraiser, Hollywood actors, impassioned speeches. Most struggle to read the cue and sound natural at the same time, with only Camden local Russell Brand succeeding in being an entertaining and worthy compare. Not my words, listeners, but the words. Words of Jonathan, a counsellor from a North London borough. Yeah? So that's the conclusive. That, I think history ultimately will look to Jonathan... What's his surname? To he don't even say his bloody surname. Jonathan Simpson. I think, yeah, when uh, in future generations look back on Live Earth, they say, well, what was that day really all about? Let's read what Jonathan Simpson wrote in the Camden Journal. Russell Brown was ever so good. Blah, blah, blah. Foo Fighters, Madonna, Al Gore, da, da, da. Madonna closed with her own Weimar Republic army of dancers and images. Blah, blah, blah. So
0: um I liked it was good though wasn't it that live earth? Yeah, I li- there's a story here in the Daily Star. Yeah. So it's Pussycat Dolls were treated to a personal playback of James Blunt's new songs blah blah blah. The Dolls fronted by a sexy Nicole Scherzinger. Right with a po- that's not me that's it says right but she was in a photo to the right mm. with mm. the focus <laughs> of many a male eye. Right. Right. <laughs> Comedian Russell Brand, right. <laughs> 32 tried to pull Jessica Sutter. Inset below. Hang on. it's a lot of, uh, photographs a lot of
1: photos. What is this? A comic book? where did you get your
0: information? The Beano. Listen to this. His jokes were no match for the 33 year old captain, James Blunt. Russell <laughs> was getting somewhere with Jessica when James whisked them away.
1: That never happened. I never even saw him except one of them waved at me in a corridor and I had too much of an headache to seduce him. Right, that's it, Blunt. If it's a war you want, it's a war you've got. And as soon as you're a trained soldier and I'm a pansy, I think it's <laughs> only one outcome for that battle. I am um, I like James bunt because the driver that drove me home afterwards said that he'd just driven James bunt home on his own, he actually added, and he goes that uh, that James Blunt goes, oh, Russell Brown's on Radio
0: 2 now, put it on, put it on. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that means he would have heard us Gun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what were we saying? We doing, you said,
0: and I tried to leave the room because I was so embarrassed, that James Blunt goes... when he tries to talk. You What's that, his voice.
1: James, James? James Blunt's voice is a trumpet. That's how he used to
0: give orders to his, to his men. That's why he was kicked out.
1: Okay, guys. <laughs>
0: Just pointing to a, a hill in the distance.
1: <laughs> I don't know what he means, but it's very touching. And it should be a number one. Yeah, um well, I, no, we like old Blunty Poos. Yeah, well, you shouldn't
0: have said that about his voice.
1: Oh, Tony's talking voice, he's sweet. I'd like to give him a great big cuddle on his little horny voice, on his little honking goose throat. <laughs> 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 I think he's nice. Yeah, so perhaps I should marry a pussycat doll. I mean, they're all quite nice, aren't they? Let's marry one up. Perhaps I should settle down and start a new life. Yeah, yeah. With James Blunt. (laughs) Like me. God, James, you've been doing that for half an hour. What are you, a man or a pig? (laughs) (laughs) Lovely old fella. Right then. Okay, we've got lots of important things to do. Ring up Noel Gallagher later. We'll be pursuing Matt's Tunnel Idea. Remember to vote for me to be Best Entertainer, National TV Awards. You can vote more than once, I'm sure. Just keep voting till it inevitably happens. And then the people who will run that will go, Oh, no, it's on ITV. Russell Brands won it, it's live. Oh, it's gonna be really difficult. He doesn't deserve to win it, it's been manipulated. Let's just give it to Anton Deck anyway. Come on, for God's sake, they should have won. That sort of thing might happen. This is from Alex in Australia. Dear Russell, hope you're enjoying being back from Hawaii. I've I've been stranded in a beautiful prison myself. I'm in Australia, Q Matt Morgan. I came out with the intention of being here a couple of years for a very particular reason, having failed miserably in that at that purpose within a month. It was a treacherous girl, it were. Q Matt Morgan! I now just want to come home. I'm surrounded by backpackers. They're like students, but with less imagination. I miss London. I miss the odours, the attitudes. I miss the strangers. Couple with this, I miss in British culture, especially comedians, which Australia doesn't seem to have. I've got a sad habit of amalgamating the personalities of my favourite comedians. Since I've been in Australia, I've been cut off from your podcast, so I've downloaded loads that I've been listening to. With no other comical impetus, I'm slowly becoming a podgy, worse looking version of you, and a famous version at that. Wandering round Australia in a faux dot con accent, pioneering. In for mama and demanding girls give me a cuddle. Unfortunately, people just seem bemused and scared. Take heed, Russell. Do not be too quick to abandon those who already love you again. Oh, well, I might come back to London soon. So people can tell me to stop ripping you off and pull my finger out. Ooh, that sounds like a really filthy set. <laughs> <say. laughs> he ripped me off and then pulled his finger out. Half hour later, I was still in ecstasy. Uh, so uh, send me messages of support on this thing. And this gives an Australian number. Well, Matt, you know better than anyone what it's like to be stranded in Australia. Remember when you fell off that boat and turned into an international incident? Remember? Yes, remember? yes I do remember it. Yep, very well, painful memory. <laughs> I remember when he went on about every time he mentioned Australia, the fruit's nice and there, a mango really tastes like a delicious Coca Cola version of a
0: mango. That's what he'll say, Chef. If you mention Australia, it's true. Old, Matt. The, food, the food in general is much better over there. The quality Don't of food. Don't be life's disloyal.
1: They, he put his arm around our queen. How dare you put your arm round our Queen, that bloody Australian Prime Minister? You'd like it there. Would I?
0: Yeah. Why, what's there? You scratching around the dirty streets of London. I like it there, the
1: cobblestone streets, me, old Jack Scratch, Victorian gent, wearing my cloak, my cobblestone streets, McCain. I liked it, that's how I'm happiest, a black cat wanders by, I do a little bluff in its general direction, lift Until up me eye patch you and get...
0: wink through your front door, and you're in your Glitter Palace.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Glitter Palace, it's gay Willy Wonka's boudoir. It's
0: like a Christmas time toy from MB Games. Girls, you can de- design your favourite palace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine
0: it, you could put jewels on everything, even the toilets. <laughs> it's my bejeweled folly. Too much money and power. <laughs> Wee-hoo! The
1: more delicious power and money. <laughs> yeah, hold on. The revolution is looking in good shape. I'm getting very bored of these bourgeois things. This revolution
0: things. is so stupid. Why? Such an abstract idea. Of course, well, it is. It's policies.
1: We've got policies, but they're quite hardcore, so I'm trying to keep them on the back burner to a later stage. It's your
0: stupid population control stuff.
1: Yes, it is my population control stuff. What of it? It's one of my best policies. It's not enforced, anyway. It's just we just suggest, after you've had one child, don't have any more. Abandon the idea of family. We're all one family now. Reduce the population of Earth by 50%, and that would eradicate poverty. Live in a leisure society. We'll elevate technology (laughs) to look after (laughs) us. We won't have currency no more. No more religion. Just lots of lovely sex. See cuddles Do you all know how over how long the world.
0: it would take to reduce the population of the world by 50%?
1: 50 years, if each couple only had one child, as we all die off no, all night. No, it would nice. take
0: a lot longer than No, that. it's
1: 50 years. I've done studies, mate, on newts when I was a kid. I had a lot of newts. Off came the little willies with what? the nail clippers. Oh, you didn't, Soon just, they didn't all... just
0: suggest they don't bring... <laughs> hey, newts, right? <laughs> you two are a loving couple of newts, but I'm going to ask you something here. <laughs> I'm going to ask you in the only language you truly understand, and that's
1: the international language of nail clippers on your genitals. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I never nail clippered them on the genitals. Those newts knew what they were getting I don't know what petter of thinking giving you that. (laughs) I'm like a Dr. Mengele sort of character. No, I'm not. I'm a good vegetarian. I support vegetarianism. I do my level best to live an ethical lifestyle in my bejewelled
0: palace of opulence. (laughs) The goat skull that you probably had removed from the goat. I need it to be warm.
1: I like that goat. He's very chipper. Have him on the wall by Monday morning. (laughs) But bejewel him, mind, if he's not (laughs) bejewelled. No, that goat's been dead for over a hundred thousand years because he was a particular type of goat they don't have these days. It's the only type of goat that would do. Is that what the
0: interior designer told you?
1: That's right. Yes, the interior designer. I've got it. Like the first interior designer made a right balls up of it all. Second one, like I've been having a bit of a romance with. It's going very well. I'm opening it. It's
0: nice. She, it- the lady who bought that um, nine-foot candlestick <laughs> when I was there.
1: Yes, that was for Gulliver. <laughs> my big, giant <laughs> candlestick.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Do you like um- my new candlestick? Yes, it's very nice. It's some um, solid silver or something ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're going to put jewels on it. And <laughs> hang a mouse's paw off it. Just a skeletal one. <laughs> a few of those.
1: Listen, right. I'll only honestly, after I'm gonna go back to living a very
0: nice, impoverished lifestyle after a year. It is bad to have all this <laughs> stuff. But remember What about f- the other day? I was around his house and he goes, we We're in the office which is on the top floor and he goes,
1: Meh meh nah. This is
0: the brain of the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what? You said the front door was its
0: willy. No, I said the front door was its mouth <laughs> and the cat flap was its bum.
1: <laughs> we couldn't work out what its willy was. It was the bedroom. We spent an hour of that <laughs> when we were supposed to be writing the script for Live Earth. No, <laughs> was... we
0: said the bath was its willy.
1: Oh, yeah, the bath was its willy because it makes all those bubbles <laughs> out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. But instead of writing the script for Live Earth, oh, I was trying to make you. the house a
0: body. Yeah, I was humouring you. He was
1: meant to be writing the script with me.
0: I know, but I was just... Pretending you... In the house was a person you started it going this, this is his brain <laughs> i was going yeah yeah imagine <laughs> that you go over there and draw a picture for the interior designer <laughs> go upstairs
1: to be a brain <laughs> right now the basement's in shoes so it's got to have rubber flooring <laughs> and it's got to have laces as well make them out of a
0: goat's brain
1: <laughs> <laughs> so hey, all right let's have a listen to a little old record
0: what have you guys got going on down there keep on running well, yeah. what? Well, keep our money. and and yeah, all right. Or that's... do you want me to play the piano? Because I've got... There's a piano in this studio as well.
1: Actually, I'm really brilliant at p- playing piano, I now realise. Yep, here I am, playing the piano. There he is, let's <laughs> There he goes. Oh, I live in a lovely house, it's like a human body, yeah. The upstairs is its pronoun, the will is in the bath. Its mouth is the front door and when I open it, it laughs. Oh, yeah, I'm in the London street, paying council tax. All right, that's enough piano for today. Oh,
0: God. Well, you my... only have to lift up your hands to stop it. Yeah
1: yep <laughs> that's what I did oh there I go again <laughs> oh this rare gift oh I'm off oh this talent is going to kill me <laughs> these days I swear it is I'm like that bloke out of Shine Shine fella you know him tortured him his genius did right and now for my version of Rachmaninoff's Flight of the Bumblebee oh Flight of the Bumblebee here I bloody go making lots of honey in my honey guts with my tongue oh no, no. <laughs> right that's enough about right hands. Stop playing, damn you hands! Just
0: stop playing whenever you want, Ross.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's these jangling hands of mine. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christ, <laughs> another hit there. Right, now let's put that as a double A side with when I'm 64 and get it out. This is from Simon in Glasgow. Yeah, my cousin's had a baby. Well done, guy, for having a baby. He's off in America he's somewhere. A man. <clears throat> I know, that's the, the real highlight of it. But it's either a baby or a whoopsie. I can't remember, but either way, he's very proud of it. Simon in Glasgow. Glasgow says No, it's, no, it's a definitely a baby I just want to say It is And well done In case they think That was an insult Because I've seen a photograph They might think Well, how could he have Made that mistake No, it's definitely I've seen a picture It's a lovely little fella uh, Or girl But it's a baby,
0: <laughs> baby nonetheless They really must know What sex it is
1: now No, they didn't say They just went Well done There's this baby's happened now Congratulations I've not seen Guy for a bit I should go to America And see him really Wanted me to sort out Morrissey tickets But then I you do know You know It's a lot of pressure in it Now, well done on that baby That's the main message Now then, remember last week we were talking about how uh, Yorkie bars other chocolates are available are uh, aimed at men and everything well mm. yes don't feel scared I'm not doing anything unusual this is a letter from someone called Simon in Glasgow he said he heard that and if you like last week and it struck a chord with him because a few years ago he was at university he was looking to earn some extra money his mate Fat Dave found you could get money for taking parts in focus groups right then they got part of this focus group where they had to ask where they f- asked about what they thought about the uh, Rat Pack. That's weird. Why would you be asked about that? The Rat Pack's Ooh. already been sold. Then they went to, to the, uh, some old lady's house where they held these focus groups and they sent us through to their sitting room where there was a group of 18 and 21 year old lads and a lady in a power suit. Then we found out that that lady was from Yorkie. First off, we were asked to show, show pictures of what it was to be a man. Oh, that's why they had those pictures of the Rat Pack. In many ways, it was a profound question which necessitates careful consideration however what happened was is just a bunch of lads showing pictures of footballers drunk people drunk footballers I remember an articulate student bloke broke the pattern of monotonous cliche by showing a picture from the film Seven Samurai in which a man makes a stand against his enemies knowing that only death awaits him (gasps) that's what the revolution's about oh no only death awaits us oh Christ I knew it I knew I wouldn't be able to live in a bejeweled palace forever soon I'll have to make a noble stand not yet though everyone nodded profoundly after he'd finished speaking and began to regret their shallow choice of pictures. Then Fat Dave, who's this bloke's mate, showed his picture of a car, and thing went, things went back to normal. <laughs> I like this.
0: What life. a car is what it's like to what it is to be a man. What
1: is it to be a man? It's like being a car. Well done, <laughs> Fat Dave. Just eat your Yorkie and shut up. Uh, the second part of the focus group was a tasting session where we were given samples of the new, more blokey Yorkie bars. The only difference in the bars was the size. What's the point in tasting them then? You might as well
0: <laughs> show a photograph of it. What else would they add yeah. Oxo Cube to it or something? Yeah, I
1: suppose so. Both yeah. yeah. To make it more blokey, we've covered it in pubes and a picture of a willy. Oh dear, no one's going to eat that. They range, the difference in the bars was only the size. They ranged from medium to gigantic. Some were so big, you couldn't physically fit them in your mouth. Apparently, this made it more manly. It just gave me lockjaw. Whenever I see Yorkie bars, he's not nice Simon in Glasgow, whenever I see Yorkie bars, I always think of those two old ladies and consider that we should never buy into advertising as a legitimate comment on society or gender, because at the heart of it is probably just a bunch of students getting paid 20 quid to put oversized chocolate bars in their mouths. Don't believe the hype. Viva la revolution. I think those old ladies were comment.
0: witches. They were fattening up these kids. Oh, that's a brilliant idea, Matthew. In a house made of chocolate.
1: In a big chocolate house, like Hansel and Gretel. Oh, what do you think it is to be a man? Oh, I eye of Newt. Yeah, then they're all just locked up in there
0: forever and involved in witchy, witchy torture things. What picture would you hold up to show what it is to be a man?
1: I would hold up a picture of Morrissey in one hand and a picture of Frank McAvenny in the other hand. And then as you look lower, you'd notice that I didn't have any trousers or pants on and say, so mainly man, it's about this little guy. Then I'd lollop it upward and then it'd lollop down again. Lollop, <laughs> like that and then they go right oh okay, out of here you're not touching our Yorkies but then I'd make him mad to grab for the Yorkies and just rub them all round my naked self sprint off out the door and someone with a butterfly net would get me what would be your way of uh, putting across manhood
0: Um maybe Liam Neeson Mm. Oh, because people say you look like Liam Neeson. No. Because such a little predictable little square. But Liam Neeson in uh, one of the Star Wars films, when he's all like, wise and then dies.
1: I've noticed you've started doing your hair like Liam Neeson in the Star Wars films, tying a bit back at the top. Is this because you think that's what it is to be a man, Next to be Liam Neeson? Next have a go at
0: my Jedi robes.
1: Yes. Why have you started to wear beige robes and started nodding sagely about things and going, ah, the force is strong in this one, <laughs> things like that. Your tunnel vision show is going to be a sham, just a man in a cape wandering through tunnels complaining <laughs> that the tunnels will give him bronchitis and that he's got a headache because it's too
0: dark. No, that tunnel show is a serious thing. I don't want you getting on board and dragging it down that with your tu- constant references to your penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> my oh, I've got a tunnel i my pants down. That's my,
0: what yours would be.
1: My tunnel show. Right. All
0: right. Let's both do a tunnel show and see whose tunnel show's better. Mine will be informative. Mine'll be like Time Team but sexier
1: time team, Baldrick, digging around in a garden, who needs that? I find him depressing enough when he ain't got a shovel, let alone him when he's starting digging up a skull or something, which should have jewels on it in my book. <laughs> you who scuttling around in tunnels, whereas my one, it'll be Russell Brown's bejeweled underground labyrinth of glory. It'll be beautiful down there, it'll be me and some nymphs, all just scattling about, going, "Whoa, it's a new tunnel, it's a new tunnel, then getting yes, off of each
0: other. Yes, rubbish.
1: It is not, that is maybe what the, the, the magazine which TV program would have said unbroadcastable um, rubbish but a lot of people out there will describe it as modern art now have, I'm, I'm have, right behind your
0: tunnels have you got an underground part of your house you've got like a little door haven't you what yeah. have you just done that made all those people laugh I think it's because I said I'm right behind your tunnel and people thought it was to do with bumming so that,
1: that's why I'm I can't help doing innuendo it's part of I've got innuendo in my manifesto I can't drop it do a rhyme like that Mr G in fact we've got um we've got a rhyme they've got a letter here about Mr G Wait a second, it's here on the table. Right, <laughs> this is the best way to do it, is in a song. Oh, Mr. G, you lovely, lovely poet. That is why I've written you this song. Some people say poems have to rhyme all the time, but other people say that's effing wrong. Oh, Mr. G, I really, really love ya. Last week your poem was pre prepared. But none of them bothered but none of them can! Right, that's enough poetry! Oh, God, that's what my whole life is. Oh, there I go again. Oh, I can't get enough of this old Joanna. Tickling the ivories is a way of life for me. So here is, this is from Chris Chang. Dear Russell and Matt, I'm a regular listener and particularly enjoy Mr. G's impressive displays of poetic eloquence at the end of the show. However, I've noticed that, although brilliant, G's poems always rhyme. Whilst that ain't a bad thing in itself, I can't help but remember my days at school when our English teacher, Mr. Berry, used to drum into our heads. Oh, did he? That's, that's no way to teach kids, is he? You will learn a bloody poem! You should never drum a kid on the head, because that's where they keep their brains. Like, the top of the house is the brain of the house, the front door of the house is the mouth of the house. He drummed it in our heads that poems don't have to rhyme. Does they have to rhyme, says Chris Chang. That is the wrong tense of the verb to do there. Given Mr. G's particular talents, I think he may be the man to prove me wrong and wonder if he could come up with a poem at the end of the show which doesn't rhyme. No, I like him rhyming, Chang. What's wrong with you, lad? Poems don't have to rhyme, but it's better if they do. Unless it's one of them sort of like Wasteland, T.S. Eliot. Ooh, dare I eat a peach? Yes, you dare eat a peach! Eat a peach! So, uh... Yeah, or well, that might be that proof, cock, Alfred, I don't know, but it's T.S. Eliot, anyway. So, uh, Mr. G, will your poem rhyme at the end of the show? G! where yes, is he, what's, it will he what's he doing has he got biscuit tins on his feet what was that noise <laughs> when he walked across the studio <laughs> he's gone eccentric we're, right. still, we're still stuck in Wembley Stadium mate <laughs> that's the best place for you you lads you're much better in front of a crowd got some emails <laughs> here. <laughs> hello lovely Russell says Catherine I just wanted to write and say how much I enjoyed live earth blah 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 we were listening to it on a campsite there were four of us listening to you on a sort of wind tunnel campsite in North Wales sitting around the dying embers of a disposable barbecue trying to get warm. Oh, that's a depressing image. I had about four layers on and a hat and a scarf and gloves and I was drinking wine out of a plastic mug. Had it not been for your fuzzy brain ramblings, I would have gone home. Luckily, the toilet block also had Radio 2 on. So even when I went for a wee, I could still hear you. Perfect. I think all places of accommodation should take on this initiative. Perhaps they could include it in your revolution. Yeah, well, after the revolution, we will be broadcasting constant messages into a microchip inside your brain. It's, it's going to be great. your, um,
0: your brain broadcasts go live to toilets around the world
1: I think it is, actually. I like that, because what I like the idea of is people cottaging, frottaging, glory-holing, just being able to be in constant touch with the inspiring voice of casual sex. <laughs> <laughs> it is me. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope you feel better now. I'm looking forward to the bookie work coming out, and I love your show I do. That bookie work is killing me, the pressure of it, but I'm working so it's hard on it. because you've
0: left it too late to do your own work, haven't you?
1: So hard. Right, because what, right, what I haven't done is I've done it all into a tape recorder, and then someone else typed it out, and then I've got to go through it and go, oh, no, change that. Put that bit there. Oh, I didn't mean that. or oh, I'm not admitting to that. Oh, I should never have said that. That was never proven. No, yeah, it's, I'll see you in court. Things like that, right? And it's odd. Oh, oh, it's odd the bookie work. Book, so you better bloody appreciate it and buy it because uh, I need a bejeweled stairwell to be fitted by the <laughs> weekend. Yeah, also, re- I know it is wrong because uh, one of the main tenets of the revolution will be absolute economic equality. And I swear to God, I'll push for it. I just got carried away by the you trappings of never wealth. live like that. I will, honestly. I think it doesn't make you happy, like, like nice luxury things as long as everywhere in when we live in our pods after the revolution right as long as everyone's got sky plus i think mean, you know but everyone can have it i'd like you know we will equal things out I you're, you're mm.
0: you are elitist i'm not elitist um, you, what, what about when you wouldn't go in a normal taxi when you had to have a mercedes taxi? when was that um around the time of about the last five years,
1: yeah. But though, remember, I'm struggling with drug addiction. You can't condemn me. default to that. Yep, I can. Yeah, with drug- I think
0: everyone should be equal, but you, you don't really do. Listen, I'm a drug addict. <laughs> don't no. question me. I'm the leader. <laughs> right, <laughs> go to the gas camp.
1: <laughs> I think a little trip to Traitors Cove might be required for <laughs> Matt Morgan. These questions might sound a lot more resonant hanging from a cliff edge. Um, no, because I listen. I know I've done a lot of silly things. It's very easy. You get caught. Up in the material world because that's the context we live in. You get caught up in fashion, you get caught up in sex because you live constantly bombarded with it. Images of advertising are around us constantly. Lifestyle choices are incessant and unrelenting. But occasionally you get a little broadcast from inside yourself that makes you realise the only things that are important are love. And though it's hard to relinquish it, I live in I'm part of the celebrity machine and I'm egotistical, so I do get stimulated. But the part of me that is most powerful is the part of me that's spiritual. And I will overcome these things. I pledge that. As soon as, as I've got you, enough
0: bejeweled stuff, I've had my. <laughs> A fill of groupies, <laughs> then I'll, well, watch me, i gonna be so spiritual. I
1: really am, because I've got it within me. I will do it. I'm not going to let people down. It's not enough fame, glory, all that. It's meaningless tripe. We've got to do something worthwhile and valuable. The only things that make me happy are when you have beautiful moments with people, when you find someone new and you think, oh, you've made them happy. That is more important. I'm Just because I've got addictive tendencies, I think, oh, yeah, try and fill your life up with glamour and glory. And sex is brilliant fun, isn't it? I mean, that's not just me saying that. Everyone's well into it. But I'm not going to pursue it like this. For I'm gonna grow out of it. I promise. I'm working on it. I'm working on it now Apparently Mikey has got a fan group. This is Joe and Pippa. We love you, Mikey Joe more than me actually you have. Are you in this room? <laughs> oh my god They're in this room. They're, they've infiltrated the fortress. Can they, can
0: they come on camera so I can judge them?
1: <laughs> can you, Matt just goes, can you come on camera so I can judge you? They're <laughs> glorious beautiful young women. As Which ones? All of the, the ones by the piano. These are Joe. Who's Joe and who's Pippa? I'm Joe. I'm Pippa. Hello,
0: (laughs) Joe and Pippa. Having a fan club for Mikey just... Yeah, I mean, it's undermined the fact that I've got a fan club. It
1: has a bit, but you remember, his one's much smaller than your one, because his, Mikey's fan club is just
0: Joe and Pippa. <laughs> <So> Mikey's <laughs> fan club is fitting under a piano. My,
1: yeah, your whole fan club can fit under the white keys on a piano. So, uh <laughs> Oh, I know I'm on the subject of bloody old Mikey, <laughs> I'm like a sing adult, I'll prod a studio with Mikey's fan club, yeah. Oh, I'll go the old hands, because I've stopped now! So, yeah, uh, that's, do you know, my whole life is like that. My I'm really life.
0: glad I can control you with that. That
1: is my, essentially, my life is that. It's like people go, like, I sort of go, oh, God, I'm tired, I'm depressed. And I go, right, you're on stage now. And they go, woo, hello, welcome, ball bags, dinkle. Yeah, all right, I've written a book. Then I go, slump back, oh, God, where's the cat? I just want to sit down and have a few minutes' peace. Russell, you've got a phone interview. Oh, I did it, did Oh, them, which them, them. No, 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 no. Right, stop it now, cause it's reminded me of my core dilemma <laughs> too much. Like, I'm essentially a puppet. Mikey, Joe and Pippa love you. Joe more than me. You have a MySpace fan group. Mikey is a producer on this show, in case you didn't know it. You are loved dearly. Please say more on the show th- more on the show than Coco Pops, because you have a wonderful, interesting contribution to make and a fab accent. We love you. Kiss, 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 kiss. We took extra pains with typing this, because you're special and we love you. Whoa, what's wrong with you? Ain't you got hands? how old can it be you have got hands one of you can play the bloody piano leave it so um yeah <laughs> right so that's mikey's fan club About time nick had a fan club he's been on the show a couple of weeks now g's got a fan club surely ain't he who's where, where's g's fan club it, was it on myspace well he's got one g's probably making his way through that now calls himself a poet essentially he's just a crusading pervert before the internet though a fan club <laughs> took a lot more work yeah, now all it is is just to type something out, isn't it, really? Oh, Mike is looking up G- uh, Nick's looking up G's fan club even now, so we'll get some more information on that right away. Yeah, fan clubs now, they're quite easily established, but that's no reason not to appreciate them and to motivate them to vote on the old National TV Awards, Best Entertainer, Bovah, Discovery... Oh, yeah, you'll get your bloody tunnel programme out of it. You'll get to wander up and down a little tunnel, coughing and wheezing, you poor old sod, you bloody John Merrick you presenter. get that
0: tunnel programme yeah Fill that screen with so much charm that I will win that competition next year.
1: <laughs> you, your tunnel program is going to be a bloody washout and oh, a yeah, shame. They'll, they'll
0: wheel you out to hand me the award. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be so washed up then <laughs> your bookie work, the pop up version that <laughs> they had to end up sending out to people because <laughs> you hadn't done the work.
1: <laughs> my bookie work is going to be a
0: bestseller and a hit. And
1: I'll probably page one. A...
0: Here I am as a baby. <laughs> page two. Here I am now. <laughs>
1: Pull this. You can see my. Oh, nappy come down. (laughs) Press this button and my microphone wand will extend. That's basically how it happened. Oh, yeah, there was a bit when I was on drugs. Bye, I love you. That bookie work is going to be a great work of art. Plus, I'm producing this tunnel show. I'm right behind it. It's going to be, uh, you boy, will see out my vision. I've always been into this tunnel show. And if you, if I tell you what, if on day one of shooting, you're not ship shape and ready to go, I will fill you so full of drugs and no, goofballs. Honestly, I've
0: learned exactly how to be from you. So, honestly, after an hour of makeup. <laughs> and a, a bit where you stare maniacally into a mirror while people put jewels on you. <laughs> I, I've seen it all, you know, I'm just going to be so professional. That is essentially just how television's your
1: made, yeah. The, the,
0: the maniacal stare, vital, the bejewelling essential. I went in your dressing room the other day, there was two Japanese girls doing your hair, <laughs> there's a lady doing your makeup. and there's someone organising your jewellery on the side of a couch. <laughs>
1: What a show, though. What a show. (laughs) Hey, Makes it all worthwhile when you see the product. Russell Brand's Ponderland, that'll be on in October. Look out for that. Uh, This is from Ash. I thought this text from Shakespeare and Henry V rather aptly summed up the recent meet and greets on the tour. <clears throat> this is from Ash. Oh, this is good. Oh, now, who will behold the royal captain of this ruined band, a largest universal like the sun? His liberal eye doth give to everyone a little touch of Russell in the night. Did they replace the word Russell? Still trying to find the bit about effing six Scouse girls in one go, but I think it's in either <laughs> Hamlet or Macbeth. You didn't, Ash. did you? There was not nearly six. That's a complete exaggeration. Four? Five? Yeah,
0: four, probably. Now... This is how do you do that? How do you organise that? Stick. I know how you organise it. I mean, once you're actually there, how do you uh, you know, carry it out? Willpower,
1: exertion, and a lot of commitment, and full use of all limbs, head, and the other
0: appendage, the Emperor, how which governs know, the whole operation. How do they know when to swap over? Does it, do you, do you, do you okay. play this?
1: <laughs> Round, right, around! okay.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hello, you again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's a giddy old roller coaster ride. You're back already. And is that, is that carried
0: out in a disabled toilet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very difficult to carry that out.
0: If you are disabled and you go to one of Russell's gigs <laughs> and you're busting for a wee afterwards, <laughs> I'm enjoying the queue. Really.
1: Listen, a lot of uh, the users of the disabled toilets are in there. I don't keep the door locked. So you, you know, the a... primary function is a lavatory facility. <laughs> so they could just carry on as far as i'm concerned that lifts the whole experience makes it more it, it enhances the quality and for me sex appeal as well i enjoy the whole bus you should
0: ask the um, owners of all the places the stadiums that you play at you should ask them to change the sign on it so it just says russell sex office
1: <laughs> <laughs> and change that <laughs> with person. big crazy taps <laughs> <laughs> don't have a go at the taps and disabled. So, like, That's very insensitive what you're That's you not insensitive because taps don't have feelings. <laughs> yeah, but you said the taps are crazy and you gave a pejorative intonation to the taps. Oh, which I wasn't I used to anything people. about disabled sorry, people. There's no way you're doing that tunnel show. Come no way. Forget it. I run this show. Now, you, you <laughs> hater of people in wheelchairs, you better issue a good apology right away.
0: I'm sorry to disabled taps
1: and people who use them there right that's that dealt with. they now, probably
0: ate him as well
1: i don't think so i like those taps so the show's nearly over i don't think we've got time to speak to Noel really we've only got eight minutes it'll be berserk you know what he's like once he starts he goes on what i'm going to do is i'm just going to ring him up in a minute and just pretend it's on the radio see if it makes any difference <laughs> to his personality um gee why don't you do your poem mate See what you've. Yeah, up. Right, here comes Mr. G in his biscuit tin booties, <laughs> making his way <laughs> to the microphone now to regardless us all with a poem. Oh, we've got a lot of people in here now. Let's welcome Mr. G, everyone. <laughs> there you go, there's the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this poem is called A Letter to the Better. Place a stamp on a letter and post it to the heavens, seal it with a wish just enough for good measure, for it's moments like this that you'll treasure despite the bad weather, connecting the north to the south with Morrissey to make it better. Write a note to your MP or PM number 10 to see Matt Morgan's secret Jedi tunnels where Russell's goat skulls with the diamonds be, and we finally see the intricate workings of the honeybee, or the slaying of piano playing with a Whaley Cockney theme put a message in a bottle and cast it to the waves we jump over candlesticks quick to hear a quartet of ninjas singing in the rain but a noble stand has to be made for the revolution to pave the way so queue up outside the camden ivory towers to watch us give the bling away Woo! yes mr g there that was his poem who were them ninjas i don't remember them guys That was good. That was a nice poem. Mm, I think I need to be more prominent in these poems in future weeks. I've been thinking about it. Let's have that as more. Let's elevate me more. Let's see if we can have words like muscle, tussle, bustle, hustle throughout the the poem. That would be an interesting rhyming scheme, particularly for those of you who think that poems don't need rhymes. Bonkers. Okay. well, it's been an intriguing show. Let's let's recap on some of the main and most important ideas. One, nationaltvawards.com. Remember, I've got to be made uh, best... Entertainer. Two, uh, Hassle Gordon Brown. That shows my priorities. Hassle Gordon Brown to uh, make sure we get this interview, because remember, it can be vital for the old revolution. Three, Hassle Discovery Channel and other... Bro- no, yeah, let's focus on Discovery Channel. Get in, say, no, there's not enough tunnel not. programmes. What do you want? Look at you, you've only been in the game five well, minutes. You've so already become more a primordial. Uh, sort
0: I've of BBC Two or BBC uh, whatever the other ones are. Three
1: or four. You might get it on four. You can't go straight four. No, you I have don't to go, go straight there. You need really. a digital apprenticeship, especially for us. Special interest program about tunnels. Do you know what I mean it's not like it's not heroes, is it? It's not lost. It's not a big import from the state. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be. We need to build it. And it needs a slow build. This tunnel program doesn't. It also needs a lot more research, does Matt Morgan's Tunnel Vision. So, and also, I don't think your name should be in the title. it will just be called Tunnel
0: Vision, and then your name. Not can come Tunnel Vision. Up. It sounds like Chuckle Vision, and people well, might. Associate I think it, it with should with be like, I
1: think you you associate yourself with the Chuckle Brothers. That's probably why you're constantly coughing and wheezing these days. Now, come on. So. And uh, finally, what's the other thing we've got to worry about that's quite important? There was something else, wasn't there? We've got that. National TV Awards, Tunnel Program. Oh, yeah, evolve yourself spiritually and question your attachment to material objects. Very difficult business, isn't it? We've got an awful lot to worry about. Next week's and here show... And here's a song about that. It's Russell Brand. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I do, quite... <laughs> Oh, look inside yourself and remember that the soul is eternal And the material world is infernal You're burning hell, you'll lose as well So don't let yourself get attached to money and that
0: Wow you can't resist it, can you? <laughs> I
1: love that music, man. There's <laughs> something about it It's really uplifting. I want that played at my funeral. Probably by the end of the week. The pressure's killing me. So, uh, yeah, let's all remember, unite, all of us together. Keep our revolution going. Next week's show's going to be great. Let's organise things better. Will we be in London or will we be in Dublin next Dublin. week? Dublin. So, if you are over in Dublin, remember come and see me do some stand-up comedy over there. It's going to be brilliant. And also, you can join us for the broadcast or you can peep through the window. I think we could do it from our hotel. If I think I'm doing the radio show from my bed a la John and Yoko, but imagine instead of Yoko, John had about 15 people he'd never met in bed with him, all doing a sort of pass the parcel version of sex to a bit of cockney piano, oh you go on my <laughs> legs. <laughs> right, so uh, yeah, next week's show is going to be a rip-roaring festival of fun. Mr G... I'd like to send out a message of support to your dear lovely mum, Rita, even though she's in good nick and well at the moment. It can't have been easy bringing up a lad like you. Bob and Sue Morgan, you have my undying support. My dear old mum, Babs, God bless you. And me, Dad Ron, no, I've not spoke to him for a while. I hope you're all right. My cousin and its hermaphrodite baby, I wish you all the best. Now, I think, I don't know, my feeling is it's a boy. I can't really, I can't be sure. I'll find out before next week. Now, Remember, keep us informed, keep telling us stuff that's important to you. And here's another good thing, we're doing a documentary with Morrissey next year, that's another thing that's happening, like when his new album comes out, we're hounding him even now for bright, bright, proper good access. Will you
0: do a documentary with the Smiths about ten minutes later?
1: Oh. <laughs> and now, if you turn over to E4, you can see Russell Brand doing <laughs> yeah, a completely Joyce different Johnny Marr. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that, listen, it would be that actually illustrates how different it would be because there'd be three more contributors to the programme, and Morrissey wouldn't do it. It'll be a very different <laughs> <laughs> documentary. So there we are.
0: Okay. So uh, what time is it? Because you know, we've I mean, actually, I think we've got about a minute left. So um,
1: a minute left of lovely old radio.
0: Lovely old radio. So. Let's just enjoy a little bit
1: more. (laughs) (laughs) I like nothing more (laughs) than to sing myself out. It's been a lovely show. We've got fan clubs for Marky and G. And there's a lovely fan club for Russell Russell. Me. Oh, come on, vote for me on the National TV Awards. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's going to kill me, that energy. is. I can feel it. It's making me (laughs) up. Here, if you're, uh, oh, no, the programming, hole. I'll have done that by now. But come and see the rest of the tour. Where am I? Woking. You can come and see me there if you wanna. Next week, Dublin. Isle of Man. I've never been Isle of Man there, but... uh, I've never been there before, but apparently it's a mysterious place. Lots of peculiar things go on there. They've got their own laws, good government. It could be a good study for the revolution. We could learn how to manage an enclave. But until then, I'd like to say to you lovely people, keep downloading our podcast. We're doing that ice cream van thing in September. We're taking a great big fleet of them all around the nation. We're broadcasting live, but Matt will be in a sidecar as a punishment for a lot of his deplorable remarks about the disabled and for his blind ambition in Pursuing tunnel programming, Mr. G will be on the roof bellowing his poetry at the world, and Mikey he probably be too caught up with his groupies under a piano somewhere. So um, why don't we now? That's surely that's enough radio, isn't it that for was any brilliant. person? Yeah, so exactly, okay,
0: exactly the right amount of filler from
1: 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio Two. You've been listening to Russell Brand.
0: BBC Radio Two. Russell Brand.